Hi and welcome to my podcast. My name is Ali Hart and you are listening to Build a Creative Business in a Noisy World. But for the next while, we are delving deeper into something that I'm really passionate about and that is learning how to love ourselves from our brain to our very bones. Um, I have different experts joining me from the wellbeing industry and I really hope you can join me on this journey as we dig a little deeper uh, to learn about ourselves but also just to realise that life is to be lived and how can we reach that capacity by doing internal work, external work and all of the above. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode in this amazing segment that I have in the podcast. Even though you're listening to Build a Creative Business in a Noisy World, this is from the inside out. So hi to those that are watching on YouTube. Today I have Estelle Wallace with me, which I'm really excited about. So she is a personal trainer, she is a gym manager, and then there's also, especially in Northern Ireland, people will know of the shrink coach. So we'll just dive right in. Hello, Estelle. Hey, Ali. Good to have you. Thank you. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, Thanks. well, just to give a bit of a background, of whenever I had my fitness account, I went to the previous gym that you were working out of. Yeah. That must be four or five years ago now. I think it is about four or five years ago and um, yeah I just whenever I saw your fitness account you shared very similar ethos and beliefs that I have regarding wellness and how it should look and um, I love that session so Ali you're going to have to come to the new gym now. You're just well I love the session but I do remember it burning a lot <laughs> I'm pretty sure we were holding a plate out of once anyway it was great it was great yeah. we can delve into that but so tell me a little bit about you then about Estelle. So I am 48. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking amazing, strong. 48 and um, I have a wee little girl, she's 17. Um, married to Russell, met him when I was 15. So yep, you work out that, that's a lot wow. of years. And um, loved, always loved fitness, always loved um, sports day, but was never competitive. I never really cared about winning the race, I just wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. And um I went on from there and I used to attend lots and lots of fitness classes until one day I went, I could do this myself. Yeah. I, could, I could be this teacher. And there I went and um, I'm qualified now 26 years. Wow. I'm also a trained window dresser and um, a pharmacy technician, so dispensing as well. Yeah. Uh -huh. So it's amazing, even with the strength plan and people bring in the medicals and all, it's I can look at the medication and kind of you're I'm so aware of what a blood pressure or a cholesterol tablet is so everything you do in life it all ends up to be used some way and um, now I'm the manager of Pure Wellness and it is a community gym it's there for the people it's not about ego it's just about caring for people and getting them to that place of health and wellness for them nobody yeah. else just for them and it's such a privilege to be involved in this yeah that is what has been lovely about this series so uh, nutritionists and um uh, different holistic therapists and i have um yourself and then have another few trainers and one of them is brahm who i had spoken to and he was saying like everything it felt that he said was about it's about the individual like it's not about who's doing what's next to you and how and, and it's lovely but then we were also talking about how community is what will carry you so it's lovely that this gym tell yeah. me a little bit about that because I was saying there off air about how 
Um, it was heartbreaking to see that was all built and literally ready to open. Um, but we were still in lockdown, isn't that right? Or we went back into lockdown? We did. Um, we closed our smaller gym, which was brilliant. You know, the smaller gym, some people like a smaller gym because it's a wee bit more intimate. And some of our clients were a wee bit scared that, oh, this is going to change but the same team was just going to a slightly bigger premises. So whenever that happened, lockdown happened. And during that time, you weren't allowed to go to work, but you were still allowed out and about. It wasn't that everybody yeah. was restricted. Um, we were just, as a gym, we were closed down. Yeah. So um, during that lockdown, that we were helping the builders, the painters, that we got mucked in. Everything was happening. And we finally got open and we had a few amazing, great days. And then, boom. Yeah. lockdown again and I can speak for all, all every industry that was affected there as well and um, it was hard sitting at home knowing we had that amazing gym people's mental health was suffering so badly and we all know how exercise helps those who are suffering from depression and low mood and anxiety and yet there was no help on that part we were all closed down and that's what I found really difficult because I knew there was people out there really needing help. We couldn't open our doors. And there's only so much, I know we're recording this via Zoom, but I find you know everything's very seasonal in the business that I have too. And although I don't have a fitness account anymore, I always think about bringing it back, but um, it's very much the art, art focused. And, um, but I, with it being at the minute, it feels like it's the in-person season. People want to be in-person workshops and they want to be sitting, even if you're socially distanced, sitting beside somebody, being able to have a conversation, not through a screen. So there's only so many people you can reach. I'm sure you find that as well. Definitely. Like throughout the whole lockdown, I offered all my YouTube videos for free. I, I know. I want to I get to it. that. Mm -hmm. I didn't charge for anything. I did it free. My neighbours thought I was crazy doing burpees out in the lawn. Um, and it, and people, it was, people loved it to begin with. It was something that they did and didn't do. I noticed as the months went on, everybody started to kind of lose interest even in that. So what I'm finding now is people want classes even more so than going to the gym themselves because yeah. they want people, they want fun and interaction. I have found that people coming in to do their own workouts are definitely decreasing and classes are exploding. So I That's think- so interesting because this is the first time in my life I can hands down say, I'm going to a class six days a week and I've never done that before. And I, one of the things I love is that someone else has thought about it yeah. for me, but yeah. also I know that there's going to be someone there who's going to say hi to me. That I'd maybe Absolutely, Ali. And I know who you're with and you are in great hands with that crew. Yes. They are, they I, love them. I love them. I, I, I love what they do and why they do it. Um, and yeah, I get that. Somebody, especially um, me as a fitness instructor and you as well, it's lovely to be told what to do and not having to think. So you just turn up at the class and do it. Yeah. So tell me then a little bit about um, you and how you motivate, like, you are very motivated. You're very upbeat. Uh, you and I, we both are very open about our faith. Uh, you yeah. follow Jesus too. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that and how that works through fitness, well-being, your business? Because you're, um, 
I think it's a beautiful thing. As you said, everything lead, you said at the start, everything leads back to where you are now. And I, and I do believe that. Um, so I think there's a real, uh, not mishmash, but there's an intertwine in life and business and work. And Definitely. Um, for me, my faith has got me to where I am. And you know, I am very, I'm vocal about that on my platforms. I don't hide it. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, God says, if you honour me, I will honour you. And I have proven that over and over and over again. Um, the way I see faith coming in, because spirit, soul and body, it's this beautiful, it's a threesome. And um, each, each part has a part to play. And for many people, um, if the body isn't working how it needs to work, then the plans and the purposes that God has for you may be a little bit harder to come to pass so my heart for people is to make sure that body is working beautifully the food you're putting in nutritionally i love biblical foods that's why i i, I am an advocate of basic or, or biblical natural foods mm -hmm. and um with the fitness as well so um you know a bit about my history as well. I, I would have said I would have had an exercise addiction mm -hmm. um, many, many years ago. And God really healed me of that. And that, that to me is part of my testimony and part of my journey. So when I see someone perhaps punishing themselves mm -hmm. and using fitness as a way to provoke hatred upon their body, because that's what happens. I, I want to teach people to change their body through love, not through hate. Mm -hmm. um, and for people to accept that and there's a lovely there's a lovely scripture in songs of solomon and it says i see no flaw in you my darling oh, um, body needs to grasp that that he sees no flaw in us yet when we look at ourselves yeah we're so hard on ourselves ali we have this big measuring stick we should look like somebody on Instagram, mm -hmm. somebody that's been photoshopped. Um, so it's about finding the you that God intends you to be and go at it with tenacity until you catch it. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I shared with you just the other day about my previous PA who's called Gemma and she sadly passed away last week. Um, and when she wasn't well and she was so amazing, she never complained. She was really... Um, didn't ever really tell you the whole story. She was so good at just plug it. She was amazing. I can't actually believe I'm using, having to use the was rather than is. Uh, but one of the things I just caught myself on as well last week when I was picking her the week, it was whenever, week or two ago, I thought I actually can get up in the morning. I know I have a heart defect, but like I'm here, I'm breathing. I'm so strong. I'm able to carry like today I walked back with the dog in one hand and with I always go to the shop and get more than need the groceries. Um, so I was walking back from the butchers and the um the grocers and uh, but like strong and mentally able to deal with the day. I think because of physical strength too. Absolutely, it definitely it's it's parcel in with it. And if you're sick in body. You're, you're going to be sick in mind as well because when you're sick in body what do you want to do you want to just pull the, the duvet back over your head and you want to stay there and you know with even having that wee heart defect Ali it, it takes you to nearly push yourself to do things yeah you know sometimes it's not naturally there to have that motivation but it's a push um whenever you push you challenge yourself and then challenge will equal the change 
Yeah. And um, yeah, well, well, with me sometimes as well, it's like, just remember you're not uh, invincible, Ali. Uh, but the thing with Gemma as well is like she got up every morning and had breakfast with her girls. And like that even is amazing because she was wearing a neck brace, you know, at the end. And it's just, yes. it's, uh, yeah, people are, do you, who do you find you're inspired by or who inspires you? Do you know, I'm very good at sharing the story. Sorry to interrupt you. You're very good at sharing the stories of uh, people that you train as well yeah I think I don't hold a person on a pedestal that inspires me per you know just one person it would be a type of person and that type of person would be a fighter and I don't mean a physical fighter I mean uh, an emotional a spiritual fighter who wants they want health and they want it in abundance and they want to, to find, they want to reach for the purposes that God has for them and they will stop at nothing, Ali, till they get that. And, you know, people who I work with um, suffer from some debility and conditions, but yet, yet they go until there's breath, until there's no breath in my lungs, I am going to keep going, Estelle, until I believe my healing will come, whether it comes on earth or it comes in heaven, but what they do is they make the best of what they have, they eat well, they exercise, and they're ticking all the boxes of what they think, the things that they can do, can do yeah. not the things that they can't, because God will come in and do the things that we can't, so yeah. we rely on his strength for what we can't do. Yeah, and um, then strength coach, so what's yeah. that? Well, strength was born, um, I think it's nine years ago, and um had a, I would be, God would really speak to me in dreams because I never sit down, I never shut up. And it's probably the most time we go, right, she's sleeping, let's hear. <laughs> and, I, and I had this amazing dream and it was scripture and it was an Amos. And in the dream, I wrote the scripture on my hands. And um, when I woke up in the morning, it was so vivid. And I was nearly sure I was going to see it. I didn't see it, on my, but it was so vivid. And I went and got my Bible knowing whatever I was going to read was something yeah. and it was when how the you know the harvest is going to be so overflowing that the the, the abundance was coming and I didn't know really what this was about and I was sitting watching the voice mm-hmm. one night and I was just sitting having a cup of tea and and um I just heard it was just like a nudge inside and going who's going to help them who's going to help them? what's going to help what and I really prayed about that and I was window dressing that week in, in Balamone. I was helping out a friend and a lady came in to me and she just started talking and tears then filled her face. And she says, Estelle, I was going to commit suicide last week by how I looked and the way I have on, I feel I can't go on. And there it was, it was like, who's going to help them? And there it was. And it all came and the scripture and everything that came with that. And I sat at my computer and I said, okay, God, this needs to be you. I don't want just another eating plan out there. There's, there's so many and it needs to be something very different. And there it was. And strength was born and initially started Ali as a six week plan. Mm-hmm. And I got, I got about 16 girls to trial it, suffering from different things. And they had, a, they had an absolute blast. They nailed it. Their health changed their insulin levels came down from diabetes to fibromyalgia decreased and thyroid issues they were coming down on their medication via their doctors nothing to do with me it was their test the doctor what's going on 
And um, since then, here we are nine years later and um, we are going stronger than ever. Yeah. And there's a new plan being released on New Year's Day called Shrink Alive. Uh-huh. Because I feel after lockdown, people are living dead. Mm-hmm. Um, they're living, they're walking, they're breathing, but the life has been sucked out of them with, with everything that has been on. So Shrink Alive is like getting your freedom back, your mojo back, and your spirit then to come alive and mm-hmm. invest back into you. Because for 18 months, we've kind of been on this wee, this wee slow yeah. You know. I feel that and and I I was speaking to um it was Kirsty Elwood who's a holistic and a therapist and a reflexologist and we were talking about that you know how I, I don't really like to moan and I think having lost my daddy when I was younger I always felt I didn't ever want to rock the boat with anybody I never wanted to see anybody cry and I feel like that's just sometimes a burden as well you know and, and I was saying to her there's I, I even feel even though lockdown was really good for my business I was like yeah I gave the free yeah. demos and yeah. my kids drove me mad in them and they were <laughs> pulling their private bits out and live tv I was trying <laughs> wild um and it was it was just it was mad but it was it was so good for me and business is great and I have a new PA who stepped in when Gemma had to step back <clears throat> but I feel a bit weary as well <clears throat> And I think people wouldn't necessarily, and try, I try to be open about that online, but you never want to moan too much. But like, even for someone like me, who's you're talking about, like I can get up, I can tick the box of exercise. I've actually just started journaling, which I find really helpful. Some days it's spiritual, some days it's just bleh. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think you're right, like kind of living dead. It, it sounds very dramatic, but it, it is that. Yeah, and what, you know. Loading. The big, the biggest thing in the world now is is fear. Mm-hmm. It's it's the fear of unknown, the fear of what ifs, the fear of buts, and you know it says in His Word, He has not given us a spirit of fear, but yet it's rife. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever you feel like that, and if you if you are someone of faith, is go back to the Word, yeah. go back to the Word and believe what He says is true. Mm-hmm. And um, fear has to go whenever peace comes back into your life and that that's a big thing people are still in a lockdown mindset and um it's it's a push i i life coach as well um i do the a program called becoming you and Ooh, um that nice you would love it i yeah. would love to have you on um and you can see the thread coming through everybody and um, the thread has been i'm and it's the exact same words people are using i feel like i've lost me that is what I'm seeing through the entire threads of all my clients. Well, it was good to talk to Brom and um, there was someone else was on who was on before. It was Suzanne, who's a yoga teacher, about, you know, things that you can control and exercise, fitness, movement is one thing that um, depending on your circumstance, whether it's weight, whether it's um, a health issue, you, you can decide how much or how little you can do of that. And that actually is so powerful for getting to know you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And as I said, one of the biggest things, as you say, Al, you can get up and exercise, but one of the biggest challenges is, is the mind, is the thoughts, it's the, mm-hmm. it's the battle of the mind. And um, that is harder to tackle because you don't see it. You know, yeah. you, you, you feel it mm-hmm. and you, you, can, you can see it on someone, but you actually... 
it's one it's one of those things that nearly takes you to say to someone are you okay mm-hmm. see those wee words you okay mm-hmm. just enough somebody could just go mm, no I'm not and it's and for everybody's masks now you see people don't smile anymore people put their heads down now there is a real sense of unreaction with people you know and you can see some people smiling below their masks and then you know you can see the wee eyes light up but most people are downward trodden they just want to come in do what they have to do in the shops and back out again the joy of even going up the town and having a coffee and people just they've lost something and we need to work to get that back and we need to get the life back into the eyes because even the eyes the eyes are the window to the soul and even them they're some of them are are very flat right now yeah and and even with our children you know I feel like this series I've, I've thought about my boys a lot and different family members yeah well on a faith front I'm uh with church the change in church and everything with ours it's uh like it's it's actually a real Jesus used to be part of their every day part of their words like there's times we have to fight to get them to do grace with us and um it's also so there's the face of it then there's mental well-being because I can like they don't really know what's up and then when mom and dad are a bit shaky and what would you say on that the next generation um yeah I get that like my daughter's 17 just passed her driving test and never home um, so that's that's a totally different season but even for them coming through school and everything and church shut for them as well Ali so Charlie May was in the age of youth yeah you know, so they were going to the beach they were doing everything together they were finding the word of God together and all of a sudden nothing there was just nothing they were left like us um I suppose she's at an age where she can read the bible and read whatever she wants for herself but that younger generation um, it's hard for them because they're coming up, they're masked in school, they're mat, you know, it, it's so hard that they, do you know what, sometimes you just need to put them all out into a field and go, go crazy, mm-hmm. you know, laugh, scream, whatever you want to do. Sometimes, I remember my dad saying to me when I was young, if you keep that attitude up, you need to go up with that field and let a big scream out of you, don't you come home until you have that sorted, and sometimes yeah. that's what, sometimes kids just, they put, they push everything down in, down in, and they're stuck at home, they couldn't get out to play, Um, so, you know, going forward and moving into that, it's like, okay, try to bring more normality into the kids' life, get them outdoors, mm-hmm. um, get them into well, the GBs and things like that will be maybe starting all up again. Things like that, Ali. The youth and, as I say, your 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 yours are a wee bit younger. So what what is there about for your Sunday skills and things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, because there are wee seeds planted. There, there's always those wee seeds planted, and they do come to fruition. They do. Yeah, we 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 kind of giggle about our youngest is like he is the most anti-church <laughs> of everybody. He's like, no, we're like, this is, what are we raising here? What is this? But um, yeah, and the, when you're talking there about kids going outside and doing things um or just their emotions it's I have to remind myself constantly that it's okay for my children to get angry generally you're like can you just calm down can you just control whereas we all have got to feel emotions that's getting to know ourselves as well isn't it like and uh, my youngest is the same one he thankfully he started to ride his bike then didn't want to do it anymore and now is on it and absolutely loves it and it's a it's an effort but it's brilliant to get him out and moving on that but it's it's seeing the change in mood with him 
from physical activity, but he would be our one who's very vocal and gets quite angry and gets quite upset. And I just have to remember that he's, you know, I had Eileen from Waymaker therapy. Love her, love Eileen. So it's trying to remember that these kids, you're, it's okay for them all. And the same with our 12 year old going through hormonal changes. Absolutely. And you have to allow those times and just wait till they're 17. I know, I know. You don't know where they are. That's what my, my cousin said. She said, at least you know where they are when they're all at home. I agree. Yeah. Different season all together. But and what about nutrition and eating, food, everything? You're very passionate about that. And you've done a few collaborations with um, different supermarkets in Northern yeah. Ireland as well. That, tell us about that. Um, yeah, I done I've done a few projects with with different um, super um, markets and things like that, and also different like consultants as well. I did one with um, a top diabetic consultant, and we 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 did like a trial, and yeah. um, that was so. I love all of that. I love the science behind the blood and what happens it and everything. Um, so yeah, I think nutrition is it's what I would say to most people. It's eighty percent of what you do. Yeah. Whereas I was the opposite for so long. I was 80% exercise and boom, 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 boom. But no, it's 80% nutrition and then 20% exercise in my eyes. Personally, that works for me. Mm-hmm. Other people may not agree with that, but it works for me. Um, and like, there's some people I work with who would have like severe eating disorders and how they view food. They view food as an enemy. Food mm-hmm. is not your enemy. It is not your enemy. It is, it is God-given. It is there to sustain us. Um, but the moment it becomes more than that, then we move into a little bit of overeating and, and different things attached to it. Um, so one of my roles in the Becoming You is helping to break off that emotional eating. Um, many people turn to food whenever they feel low and many people turn to food even if they feel happy. Mm-hmm. Food just seems to be there all the time. My Michael, my and, and, and it can be good food. My Michael could come home and he's eaten the lunch that we've prepared. He's had the breakfast as he left and nothing in between. And I could count on like four hands how many things I've eaten. Now I'm trying to be better at like, I just had one of my own wee balls that I've made. Um, but I, yeah, I celebrate with food. I mourn with food. I, food is, I love food. I love to cook with food, with being sad and stressed at the minute. I'm cooking all the time, so it's good food. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I could be a good uh, project for you. <laughs> you could. But even that, that I'd be going, okay, Ella, but you enjoy food. So whenever you're doing that, you're feeling better about it. Yeah. You know, so it's about, it's about cooking good food, eating good food. Put it this way. If you were sad, you wouldn't reach for an apple, so you wouldn't. No, um, it would no. be a bag of fruit gums from start to finish. Yeah. It would be the sugar. So I would, I, I treat people as why you do that, the reason behind it, your triggers, everything. And it, there's like wee moments like that and people go, oh, that's it. And, you know, so it's wee, those wee light bulb moments. But sometimes it takes you to be coached through that to actually realize what you're doing because much of it is done subconsciously. It's not even a thought. Yeah, would you say it's generational too? I don't see it in my mom or anything, but my second boy is like me, right, at the table. And he's like one of our, our closest friends who lives in the States. Um, he's male, I'm female. And the joke is that we're basically the same. We're very, in, in terms of food, right? So food anxiety is real. Uh-huh. I can see it in my second boy. So forget about the friend who's not, but he, we're laughing because they have, 
got a little girl now and we think we're like maybe she's gonna have the same issues <laughs> but um my second boy he eats like he's never gonna get fed again which is a bit like myself um and he he, he always makes sure that he's got enough like he'll not be like the greediest person there but he'll make sure that he is not without and I don't know where that comes from is there do some people just wired like that um because it's very yeah. like me like he, it's scarily like the way I am no it, it definitely could now I would say so mom and dad for years growing up after their dinner they would have had a cup of tea and a wee digestive <laughs> yeah. or something yeah. and and that that was what we were brought up on until I went whoa I'm not even hungry after my dinner but my my sister oh she's listening to this my yeah. sister would still have that even though she'll eat her dinner She'll still have a cup of tea. First thing I go for a cup of tea. And then if I have to make myself not of a biscuit, but yes, yeah. I love it. Yeah. But I'll say, are you hungry? No. Well, why are you doing it? Because it's just, it's just a habit. And it's been, yeah. it could be something, it could be something, especially with, with your son, it could be just something that one day he did experience hunger. It could have been in school or it could have been something and it maybe didn't like, he didn't like maybe the way it made him feel or it panicked him, you know. And it's it's not a bad thing to teach kids what it's like to feel. I don't know about you, Ali, when I was growing up, I never came home until I was hungry. We were yeah. always out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Always out. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to come in when the lights went on and the streets at night. Mm-hmm. We were all, I never came home until I was hungry. Kids oh, kind of yep. have, have a fridge opened all the time, have biscuits there. We never had that. Mom says, you're getting your dinner soon. You're not having, you know, she would have. And um, I think because kids have access to food all the time. And lockdown it, made that even. And bigger. lockdown. It, it's very different how, how we lived and how they live. Yeah, you know, and um, well, that same the same second boy he went to bed the other night, and rather than cereal, because I was like, this cereal supper, like, what has happened? Like, where has this come from? And so I, I, like, I do that. I do that. I love <laughs> cereal. <laughs> well, he had um, he had some of the granola that I made, and he had yogurt and berries and he is he's quite good humor and he shouted from his bedroom at like half nine he said oh my tummy doesn't know what's happened it's so happy because <laughs> I was trying to say your tummy will be happier everything is better if you stop with this sugar we need and I as your parent I need to make more decisions around it you know so it's yeah, like I, I, you just feel like this the treat mentality even the size of bags of sweets you know I'm like my mom never would have given me a massive share bag never we would have got a few thrown in the bowl and we had to share them you know definitely that that has changed um but yeah it could be something if you're if he you know definitely it could be something that he sees even (laughs) (laughs) he's like my mom's a greedy guy so I better (laughs) mirror that too uh, so tell me about your plans then. I know I know you're a busy woman, so I don't want to keep you too long. Tell me what is in what are the plans? Obviously, you have the new shrink coach coming out. What um just about that when someone joins the plan, what's the journey like for them? So if you um so the website is shrinkcompletefitness.com. What they do is they go they go on. I always say to people, please read everything, read everything, the FAQs, everything. And um, so if they want to join, they would, they fill in a little medical, I check it to make sure things are okay. 
So then they joined for six weeks. So they they would join for six weeks. It's only $29.99, Ali. I want to keep this so everybody can afford this. Yeah. And you get your daily menus. I tell you what you eat for your breakfast, your lunch, your snack, your lunch, your dinner, even bedtime. Cereal! <laughs> even, I mean, every day for six weeks, you also get a treat night and digital homework out so I'm in the living room there with you and you are accountable to me for six weeks you send your weekly measurements and your losses to me I will come back to you as a mentor and all of those things so you're never alone on the journey and anyone in the world can join which is good I have people in Australia and Canada and it's and they're all on that we have like a private support forum and they're on there and the crack is 90 we have people coming from all all ages all shapes all sizes all desires all goals we're all one in that wee community and um yeah i'm very excited about strength alive i really am and um even going forward in the gym we're going to be doing seminars i'm going to be doing seminars on menopause and um perimenopause there's so much happening in our lives um as we reach over 40 i know change our muscles change and mm-hmm. um, we get a little bit more vague you know to, what was I going to do there you got and do something like oh, what's happening to me so all these things are a natural process and what I want to teach women is that a menopause needs embraced it doesn't need ran from because it's another beautiful part of life mm-hmm. but it's how we it's how we um journey through it that matters and, and- I guess so we're going to be doing them brilliant well um a friend of mine one of my best friends her mum died when she was 37 and she said so sarah's her name and my friend's name and at her 40th birthday and we're all you know in tears but she was basically like growing old is a privilege yeah that's a menopause any of that is a privilege it really is you know you you think about your child so you have puberty and then you have your childbearing age and then you come to the place of whoa kids are growing up you know so it's back to you and your husband again it's about finding the new the newness in your relationship you know when kids when kids move on and so it's just another season of life and instead of dreading it the amount of the amount of people I dread it and please never dread life because every day is a gift it's such a gift and we all need to grab that menopausal or PMT it doesn't matter we're we're living and we're breathing and every you and I've talked about this before you know social media it's like we're in the you know the salmon swimming against the tide you know in a way trying to tell people that it's okay to be real and to be transparent and um I think you and I've spoken before about how people like image you know it's not about image or people want to stop the aging pro everything's just like stop that don't grow old don't get so it's really refreshing to to speak to someone like yourself who believes like I do that life is the here and the now yes you can do the things like that you want to do do, I don't know change I, I don't judge anybody for the choices they make um like my breasts are ruined after my children so if I had extra cash I might actually sort that out or I used to think I did but it's amazing how five years now I've just like met I'd rather nah, nah, I get new lights in my studio yeah <laughs> do you know what I find Alien? like I'm 48 now do you know what I've been doing and I've been putting um two drops into my moisturizer every morning and night of pure frankincense oil I, I use it. Oh, I put it in 
and I mix it in and I, I have noticed such a difference with my well, skin. Well, it, mine's one a friend gave me for my birthday and I put it on before my moisturizer. Yeah, either or, either or. And I love it and the smell of it. So there's lovely, beautiful, natural things that you can be doing for your skin mm -hmm. as, as well. And as you say, each to their own and they all can make up their own minds and things like that. But um, imagine, just imagine overnight, that if everybody accepted themselves as them, that market that's making billions of pounds every single year of trying to change someone, um, it would go out of business overnight because when people look in the mirror, going back to that scripture, I see no flaw in you, my darling. I'll have to, so that's an Amos, did you say? It's in songs. Um, because my my tagline and it was and it still remains is um, I would like women to love themselves from their brain to their bones yeah. so it has been a joy to speak to you um, can you just share what one last thought anything you want anything you want we're thinking about it so it's from the inside out so anything you want people to go away with today I'll just tell you something that I did with a lady. So I had a lady come to me who hadn't looked in the mirror for years. Okay. I mean, not looked in the mirror for years. Didn't actually know what she physically looked like. Couldn't do it. Um, and through the coaching and it was hard. There was a lot of breakthrough needed and there was a lot of God moments that she needed as well. And um, on her last... On her last session, I, I um, took her in front of the mirror and she looked in the mirror and she sobbed and she sobbed and the, the tears were just dripping into the sink. And I just, I just held the back of her arms and I was just behind her and she looked in the mirror and she said, Estelle, I can see me how God sees me for the first time in my life. And that was a whoa moment. If we could see ourselves through the eyes of God, he has knit us together in our mother's wombs. He has made no mistake with us whatsoever. And if we would see ourselves through him, because we are made in his image, if we don't like who we are, we're made in his image. So that's a really good thing to look at. So if I'm made in your image, Lord, then I have to accept me for me because you make no mistakes and he doesn't and when she said that she's seen herself through the eyes of christ mm. job done fab well thank you what a way to end um how can people find you and where can they find you i know it's very easy but you go you can share now <laughs> i am on um instagram as shrink underscore coach and also um uh, oh i my website, my, yeah youtube <laughs> Instagram just under shrink coach Estelle Wallace and um, yeah listen there is so many workouts on there free of charge there's Pilates there's hit there's boxing so there's armchair aerobics so I, I didn't want to leave anybody out Ali I wanted everybody to be able to do that so I people out there with fibromyalgia who can't actually do a lot of things there's chair aerobics for every walk of life so there's something for everyone and it's all free so please use it and enjoy it super well thank you and thanks everyone for watching and for listening and i look forward to hearing about the feedback the listeners have doubled which is amazing just since the start of this uh, series so it is great to have you and i will see you on the other side thanks guys